재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Reescape on TBS EFM 101.3 megahertz in Seoul and surrounding areas. On Wednesday, we take a moment to think about your health and how in a Korean classical traditional medical concept environment, you could take care of your health. Uh, we invite an expert in to talk about that. As you may recall, our friend Yesil Jennifer Lee, doctor of Korean medicine, is off on a study opportunity in Europe for a while. So for these next couple of months, we have Kyunghee University Department of Korean Medical Classics researcher Eun Gyung Yoon here. Hi, Eun Gyung. Hi. That's a lengthy title. It's a mouthful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. You, like our friend Jennifer, spend a lot of your time studying the ancient texts, you know, the Tongye Bugam, that gigantic uh, encyclopedia of medical wisdom, and also kind of trying to bring it forward by observing what actual patients are coming into the clinic and complaining about. Mm -hmm. One of the chief complaints around this time of year, I'm imagining, is uh, the, oh, you know, the, there's yeah. no energy because this hot, humid weather is like a big blanket on everybody. Right. So, and we're coming up on the hottest days of summer, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hit me with it. I mean, these days are like, they're literally called the dog days, right? Right. They're called Bungnal officially, and they're part of the 24 divisions of the year. Mm -hmm. And it's a series of three Bungnals. And the upcoming one, the first one, which is called Chobok, mm -hmm. is on the 17th approaching. Chobok, like the earliest dog that's mm -hmm. going to come and bite us. Right. Uh, and it's this combination of heat and humidity, um, and it translates into just a, a total lack of energy. All you want to do is turn up the air con, watch right. a rerun of your favorite drama and lie back. Right. Uh, unfortunately, most of us have to be places and do mm -hmm. things. So what are some of the, the sort of short-term remedies that people engage in and to, to try and combat the bongnal effect? Well, the immediate impulse, I think, is to drink a lot of cold water mm. and reach for cold foods. But a more healthy approach to preventing your body from heat damage is actually to supplement your body in warm ingredients. Mm -hmm. And a popular food is samgyetang or dog stew, mm -hmm. which is a little controversial. That's controversial, but look, if you look at the sweep of Korean history, it's a reality. People have had uh, hot dog soup uh, for hundreds of years. These days, of course, this is a pet-loving nation, so people are moving a little bit more towards mm -hmm. uh, the samgyetang, which has the same basic properties, which we can get to in just a moment. It's interesting to me. You're the second person in 24 hours mm -hmm. that has told me to limit cold water intake. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I had a yoga teacher yesterday tell me, uh, mm -hmm. "No, don't. You shouldn't drink so much cold water. It's bad for your health." And I, I said, "Really? I mean, mm -hmm. doesn't it immediately warm up to 98.1 Fahrenheit in me when I drink it? Mm -hmm. um, it, it? It's not as though cold water is harmful per se. Would you say that?" I would say if you only drank cold water mm. whenever you felt the heat damage your body, it would be a little harmful to your body. Is that right? Yes. So you should opt for room temperature water. Is that right? That would be ideal. Get uh, Help me understand in more general terms this concept of cold and hot. Um, 
are you are you literally talking about thermometer cold and thermometer hot or it, it's a it's a bit more metaphorical isn't it mm-hmm. when it comes to the body my answer would be yes and no mm. because the temperature does affect the nature of the food but the food does come with its own natural property in terms of hot and cold for example pork would be cold in nature even if it's roasted or barbecued uh-huh. and chicken would have a warmer property so there's right. a difference you could and i at the top of the show i mentioned yin and yang those are you can kind of link hot and cold food to the concept of yin and yang right. too right? right yin being the sort of do I have it right? Yin is the passive energy, the cool energy, mm-hmm. sort of the cold side of the spectrum. Yang being sort of the, the rooster, the right. plucky fire, uh, you know, high energy heat. If you get too much of either one, you're in trouble. I, right. I've learned that much through these kind of um, sessions in Korean medicine. Fire energy. And what's the opposite of fire energy? Um, there's no Earth? direct opposite, but I guess water energy would be the most... Uh-huh conflicting and that corresponds to like the five different elements you've right. got uh, fire earth and what else metal metal water water and Air. wood a uh, wood yes. wood is up there too when you um are heating your body too much both in the thermometer sense and in the food sense like let's say during these uh i'm i'm being careless and i'm eating too many heat foods mm-hmm. hot pepper, chicken, and things mm-hmm. like that. What, what kind of damage am I doing? What kind of signs might manifest in my body? Well, in these hot days, if you take too much hot food, then it might result in your body losing a lot of fluids and the energy that it's trying to hold on to mm-hmm. rather than supplementing it. Mm. So there needs to be a moderation in the warm foods that you take as much as you avoiding the cold foods. Mm. Okay. When you say... so. You say samgyetang, which Mm we uh, get to now. It's like uh, ginger's in there, chicken's in there, Mm -hmm. um, and of course the the broth. These are all kind of heat items. Right. Heat fighting heat, sort of fire fighting fire in a Mm -hmm. way. Well, it's not fighting fire per se, but the warm ingredients would go inside your body and supplement your digestive system and the kidney that has been suppressed by the heat. Uh So it's kind of um, boosting your body so that it could fight the loss of fluids, loss of energy that your body is experiencing from the heat damage. I see. So you're sort of stoking the internal furnace mm-hmm. to uh, to fight the symptoms of heat. Exactly. It's not the easiest thing for you know a, a Westerner to latch onto, is it? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, the intuitive response to it's super hot and my body is super hot is right. let me get as the, the coldest foods that I can. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the most typical cold foods? You said pork was one of them. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the cold foods that people reach to when they feel hot is pingsu, cold water, mm. um, subak, like watermelon, and tamwe, the summer fruits, mm-hmm. and just a lot of really cooling and cold foods mm-hmm. that you can find in the fridge or that has a lot of fluid in it. And these are, these are effective in fighting off heat, mm. but in the long term, your body would have already been drained of fluids and energy. So you actually need the warm ingredients. And that's why in these pungnals, which are known to be the hottest times of the summer, mm-hmm. people recommend eating warm, replenishing foods such as samgyetang. What does Korean medicine think of bingsu? 
<laughs> I know what I think of Bingzhou. It's like a gigantic bucket of ice with uh, red beans or, or perhaps a little bit of ice cream on top. Everything uh, wonderful. Everything wonderful. <laughs> Koreans seem to love it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a coffee shop and four Koreans came in and got this ginormous Bingzhou mm-hmm. and kind of shared it the other day. What uh, is that a a wash in terms of what it's doing to your body or uh, what does Korean medicine think of a mountain of ice on a, on a hot day? A mountain of ice on a hot day would not be recommended. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I enjoy pingsu every once in a while. It helps you kind of feel better about the heat and... It is hydration at the end of the day, right? <sighs> I mean, um, it's better to have hydration in some kind of cold format like mm-hmm. cold water or like a bingsu than to not hydrate at all. Hy- hydration is the bottom right. line. As long as you're balancing out with, you know, if you eat naengmyeon and then you have bingsu, then you're going to be in trouble. But Are you? Yeah. Because those mean, are both cold. Yes, okay. very much cold. So by your theory, um, should I be eating bingsu and naengmyeon in the winter? Naengmyeon is actually recommended in the winter time. Okay. Pingsu, I think for all four seasons, excessive amount of the mountain of ice is not very healthy. Mm, okay. All right, you Bingsu people, don't, you know, limit the mountains of ice. Uh, let's get into Samgyetang. Are we talking about, you know, is there just a, a chicken is a chicken is a chicken? Because I know the other day you were differentiating very strongly between different kinds of fish. Mm-hmm. I think you told me that uh, for one specific symptom, you have to get a carp rather than, right. say, a flounder because, oh, the flounder is going to be hot and the carp is cold or vice versa. Um uh, is all are all chickens created equal in this sense? Well, well, the chickens they are differentiated in the Dongibogam actually, and there are five different kinds of chicken mentioned, and it's red rooster, white rooster, black rooster, black mm-hmm. hen, and golden hen. No kidding. Yes, and they are very specifically geared towards different deficiency in the body and the bodily elements, but they all have in common that they are warm and mild in nature, replenishing the digestive function. So all of them have that in common. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I was just on a chicken farm yesterday recording something, uh, mm-hmm. and I got lessons on, in chicken psychology and chicken behavior. Apparently, roosters are among the most chivalrous and polite uh, animals out there. Did you know that? No, I did they, not. They stand back, and they kind of protect the women while they eat the grain, and then they, they come in later. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so there's a little chicken trivia for you. Um, let's just quickly dip into history. We've got about another minute or so left. Uh, give us an example out of history of Mm -hmm. uh, people successfully treating heat and bognal-related stuff? Well, in the history books, a lot of people pardoned themselves from their work during these bognal periods because it was so detrimental to their body. Good idea for today. Right. I think they should enact that, a bognal holiday. Mm -hmm. And the way they fought it off was eating chicken, stew, and the warm foods like today. Mm -hmm. But the samgetan was a little bit different than we know of today. They were um, boiled, and then the meat was shredded, more like yukkezang. Okay. And then it's not like a whole chicken mari or a whole chicken uh, body in the soup. It's uh, just the shredded chicken meat in the soup. Yes, in this specific text, it was cooked that way. And one thing I don't mean to neglect is the ginseng. We've talked about the chicken, the... uh, ginger, and of course, the ginseng plays a humongous role in terms mm-hmm. of restoking the fire right. inside the body. Right? Yes, that's sort of the go-to Korean classic remedy. Mm-hmm. Do you pro- uh, prescribe ginseng often? Um, 
if a patient is suffering from coal damage and heat damage, which is just similar in a way that they just lose their energy and fluids, then ginseng is an excellent remedy and I would prescribe a formula with lots of ginseng. In terms of, uh, very briefly, because we've got to wrap it up, uh, mobility and muscular soreness and things like that, that's a symptom of uh, heat-related sort of deprivation too, right? Yes, that could happen too. Okay. So I, that's what I notice sometimes, like, you know, after riding a bike or something, it's like soreness more so than yeah. usual. And I think that has to do to some of the fluid deprivation. It is that time of year. Eat your samgyetang, replenish your energy, and go easy on the bingsu. Unggyeong, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you for having me. And Koreascape resumes right after this.